self-liberating meditation, a profound method for attaining enlightenment according to the ultimate great perfection by Patrul Rinpoche. Have you heard, have you heard this hard advice of Ragged Abu arranged in verse? Aim a hole, without straying from the state of utterly pure Dharmakaya. You cut delusion at its root and realize primordial awakening. Samatabhadra. May I swiftly gain your realization exactly in the same way, without error. Fortunate children, if you seek to attain enlightenment, then I, the wandering vagabond, the old dog Petrel, shall explain my unerring hard advice in just a few words. Put this into practice, my determined children, I beg you. What we call emptiness dharmakaya is the heart practice of all the gurus and accomplished siddhas. It is the wisdom mind of all the Buddhas of the past, present and future. The life vein of all yidam deities. The heart blood of all dakinis the supporting abode of all Dharma protectors, the essence of all sutras and tantras, and the refined quintessence of all the secret mantras and vidya mantras. It is Mahamudra, Majamaka, and Zogchen combined into a single teaching, introducing the indivisibility of the Dharmakaya and one's own mind. It is knowing the one thing that liberates all. It is the universal, king-like solution It is the great seal of reality, Mahamudra. When realized in the morning, 
It brings enlightenment in the morning. When realized at night, it brings enlightenment at night. These labels are magnificent, and the meaning is magnificent too, allowing your own mind empty and uncontrived to settle into whatever is naturally occurring. Practitioners, male and female, who wish to realize the genuine view without mistake, should allow the mind to rest with vivid clarity in an unaltered, empty state of mind. When the mind is still, then settle into that stillness without trying to alter it in any way. When it is not thinking, settle directly into that non-thinking without trying to alter it. In short, do not alter the mind, but settle directly within whatever occurs. Don't try to adjust or improve or to block or to cultivate anything. Allow whatever occurs to unfold and settle into it directly. Don't draw the mind inwards and don't search for any external focus for meditation. Simply settle without altering in the very mind that seeks or thinks that meditates.
You won't find the mind by searching for it. Mind has always been empty. There is no need to search. It is the very one who searches. Simply settle without distraction directly into the searcher. Have I understood or not? Is there something to observe or not? Is this it or not? No matter what occurs in the mind, simply settle without altering in the very mind that thinks. No matter what kind of thoughts arise, be they good or bad, positive or negative, happy or sad, don't indulge them or reject them, but settle without altering in the very mind that thinks. Whether what arises is desirable or undesirable, simply settle upon the arising without altering it. In the oral transmission, it is said, the ground, unaltered, is Mahamudra, the great seal, the path, unaltered, is Majamaka, the great middle way, the fruition, unaltered, is Zogpanchempo, the great perfection. When the mind is agitated, 
thinking of everything under the sun. Allow your body, speech and mind to settle in total relaxation. Then remain in this state, keeping a close watch over the restless, thinking mind without slipping into distraction. When the mind has only subtle, barely perceptible thoughts, focus your awareness completely and settle in vivid clarity. Rest in that vibrant lucidity. When the mind is sinking, dull or drowsy, then without becoming attached to any experiences of bliss or clarity, settle naturally without trying to correct or adjust anything and simply rest. When the mind feels happy or sad, settle without distraction into the very one who feels happiness or sadness and rest. When you feel excited or joyfully satisfied or are honoured and respected, avoid falling prey to the demon of excitation and becoming deliriously elated. Bow your head, calm your feelings and rest with your body and mind totally at ease.
whenever you are sick or suffering, or you fall victim to robbery or theft, or are insulted, slandered, or physically abused, or whenever you experience adversity or hunger. Don't become downcast and despondent, turning pale and shedding tears. Remain cheerful, inspired, and in good spirits. Some great meditators, male and female, think they cannot recognize the nature of mind. They might even become depressed and tearful. But there is no need for sadness. Recognition is not at all impossible. Simply settle directly in the very thinker, the one who thinks it is impossible to recognize the nature of mind. And that is it. Some great meditators say that it is difficult to sustain the nature of mind. It is not difficult at all. The fault lies in not knowing how to meditate. There is no need to search for meditation. You don't need to buy it. You don't need to create it or to go somewhere else in search of it. Nor do you need to work for it. It is enough simply to settle in an experience of whatever is arising or taking place within your mind.
your mind has always been with you throughout time immemorial. It is not something that can be lost and then found. It is not something one has and then does not have. The mind you have always had is what thinks when you are thinking and rests without thoughts when you are not thinking. No matter what the mind might be thinking, it is enough simply to relax directly in whatever arises without trying to alter or adjust anything. And then to sustain that experience without becoming distracted. This makes everything very simple and easy. Some great meditators don't allow the mind to settle in itself as it should. Instead, they mistakenly use the mind to look outside or to search within. This is a fault based on the failure to understand that looking outside or searching within will never lead to seeing or finding the mind. There is no need whatsoever to look outside yourself or search within. Instead, settle directly into the mind that looks outside or searches within. And that is it. Some great meditators don't allow the mind to settle in thinking when there is sinking or in non-thought 
when there is no thinking. They believe that meditation must come from elsewhere, and so they search for it here and there. This means they don't recognize or realize the essence of mind. There is no reason to search hither and thither. Simply allow the mind to rest directly in thought whenever there is thinking and in non-thought whenever there is no thinking. And that is it. Some great meditators don't trust that the mind is empty. They wonder whether it is or not, and they remain in doubt. This is a fault based on a failure to understand the real meaning. There is no reason to doubt. The mind has always been empty right from the very beginning. So simply settle into its empty condition. And that is it. If you feel doubt, then settle directly into the nature of the one who doubts. And that is it. Some great meditators don't look into the thinking mind but constantly look at the objects of their thoughts, their belongings or the earth and stones and so on. This is not the genuine view. It is a dualistic view. You must settle into the very one who is thinking and look. 
Some great meditators don't settle into the inseparability of perceptions and mind, but chase after and pursue what they perceive. This is not the genuine view. It is a dualistic view. Don't chase outwardly after perceptions and don't draw things inwards. Simply settle in the inseparability of perceptions and mind. Some great meditators don't allow the mind to settle naturally in its own place, but anticipate each rising thought like a cat lying in wait for a mouse. That is not the genuine view. It is just inviting thoughts. Instead, Simply settle directly in thoughts whenever they arise and in non-arising whenever they do not. Some great meditators don't know how to let the mind settle upon itself. They keep watching and following past thoughts. This is not the genuine view. It is simply chasing thoughts. Instead of chasing thoughts, settle directly in the one who is chasing.
Some great meditators don't settle their mind in whatever arises for as long as it can remain. They crave good meditation and so they squeeze and force their minds while staring intensely. This is not the genuine view. It is altering the mind. Without altering or manipulating the mind in any way, let it rest by itself and settle in the experience of whatever arises. Some great meditators don't allow thoughts to arise, but try to push them aside and take hold of their minds. This is not the genuine view. It is suppressing mental states. Instead, allow your mind to settle in stillness whenever it is still and in movement whenever it stirs. Some great meditators make their minds vacant, almost oblivious. This is not the genuine view. It is spacing out. Settle instead in an experience of emptiness with vivid clarity. Some great meditators think the mind is empty and then meditate upon that. This is not the genuine view. 
It is fabricated meditation on emptiness. Settle instead in the very one who thinks this is emptiness. Some great meditators look whenever they feel at ease, open or clearly focused, but don't look when they feel agitated, ill at ease, vacant or lacking in focus. This is not the genuine view. It is accepting and rejecting. Instead of accepting or rejecting anything, simply settle directly in whatever arises. Some great meditators look whenever they have positive thoughts, but don't look whenever they have negative or impure thoughts. This is not the genuine view. It is favouring the good and rejecting the bad. Instead of favouring the good and rejecting the bad, Settle in whatever is arising without distraction, be it good or bad. Some great meditators are delighted whenever the mind is at ease, but feel frustration whenever agitated thoughts arise. This is not the genuine view. 
the fault lies in not knowing how to sustain the essence of whatever arises. When agitated thoughts arise, settle out of a state of relaxation directly in the one who feels the agitation. Some great meditators do not alert themselves or relax, regardless of whether it is necessary or not. This is not the genuine view. It is being slightly too contrived. The fault lies in not knowing how the mind abides. Alert yourself and relax whenever there is a need for it. But don't do so when there is no need. Simply settle with vivid clarity in naturalness. Some great meditators are unable to meditate when the thought of delicious food or drink arises. They get up and try to find something nice to eat or drink, then spend time enjoying whatever they find. Carrying on like this, they will never arrive at the excellent meditation which savours the sustenance of concentration. An excessive appetite like this only turns one into a stubborn practitioner. So don't become attached to pleasant tasting food and drink. Feast instead on the sustenance of concentration.
Some great meditators are unable to meditate whenever they are pampered, prosperous, powerful or respected because they become too content or excited. They are also unable to meditate whenever they suffer, face difficulties, sickness, abuse or disagreement. They assume an expression as gloomy as a storm cloud, exclaim profanities and even shed a tear or two. Acting like this, they will never become excellent Dharma practitioners, capable of realizing the equal taste of joy and sorrow. They will remain only ordinary, stubborn, dharmaless individuals, ruled by passions and sorrows and the eight worldly concerns. You must therefore recognize the equal taste of joy and sorrow and bring them both onto the path. Mind itself has always been without substance. It is not seen by looking, but is emptiness. It is not a void, but is cognizant and clear. This inseparable awareness and emptiness is pervasive like space. You can steady it, but it moves aimlessly and unimpededly. You can set it in motion, but it returns to its own natural state. Even without arms and legs, it runs about everywhere. In motion, it does not disappear, but returns to its own place.
even without eyes, it sees everything. But the experience of seeing turns into emptiness. You cannot pinpoint any essence of mind. And yet, thoughts and impressions still arise. It is not existent because it turns into emptiness. It is not non-existent because it thinks, sees and experiences. The radiance of the union of appearance and emptiness blazes. The self-radiance of empty yet cognizant Dharmakaya is clear. Complete with the five wisdoms, it radiates fully. The primordially pure natural state is spontaneously present. The Kayas and pure realms appear without obstruction. And the mother and child luminosities merge as one. The natural state of mind, which is like this, have you realized it, or you realized once? Have you understood it, or you great meditators? Put this into practice, all you yogis.